I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. Welcome to this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott. My co-host is Jim DeRogatis. And if you want to be the first to hear our bonus podcast, become a Sound Opinions member on Patreon. As you know, Jim and I have crammed our brains so full of tunes that we don't have enough time on the regular Sound Opinions broadcast to fill them all in. So here's an opportunity for us to go deeper in the Desert Island jukebox. Jim, uh, give us a hint of what you're going to dive into this week. Well, Greg, as you know, It's Time for the Turculator was just one of my favorite songs of 2021. If it didn't get us kicked off public radio, you can do anything on the web. You know, you can do anything on the bonus podcast. But I'm going to go deep into one of the roots of that brilliant single. Excellent. We're going to hear from Jim next after this break. And we're back. Jim, what song are you going to add to the Desert Island Jukebox? All right, so Twerculator by City Girls was driven by three key musicians who preceded that wonderful uh, Miami hip-hop duo, those two women from Florida. We have Africa Mambata with Planet Rock, which of course sampled Trans-Europe Express by the great Kraftwerk. That is half of the musical backing of Twerculator. The other half is by Kashmir. Percolator, Mm -hmm. or Percolator as uh, Kashmir pronounced it. Who was Kashmir? Curtis Allen Jones was a man of many, many names, okay? He recorded as Cashmere, as Geo Vogt, as Half Pint, as Curran Stone, mm. as Gino Vittori, and as Green Velvet. Green Velvet was probably the best-known moniker of his many. He was key, but underappreciated in some ways in the overall underappreciated milieu of 80s house music in Chicago. There is no electronic dance music today without what happened in Chicago in the house clubs, Frankie Knuckles and the greats in the 80s, and and in Detroit in the techno scene. But even amongst those under-heralded electronic pioneering geniuses, I think Curtis Jones never quite got his due, because he was as much, tell me if I'm wrong, Greg, because you are the expert on Curtis and Cashmere and Green Velvet. I think he was as much Prince as he was a house musician or electronic dance musician. Yeah, I think he uh, he was a great performer. He wasn't just a DJ. Right. And the fact that he started his own label. Yes. Released a bunch of great records on it. I think, you know, he was part of that second wave. Yeah. Everybody thought by the late 80s, early 90s, that house music was a British thing. It was right, something that right. was part of the rave. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, it was the rave. Didn't they do that in Ibiza uh, or something? Let, let me get this straight. Uh, <laughs> you know, America, in particularly yeah. uh, black America, yeah. in Chicago, invents a sound, and then Britain convinced the world they they, they invented it? I think Britain appreciated That's those never house artists more than America did. Yeah, I know. And hence house comes and from hence, England, but, but it did not. And they were very happy to recognize the yeah. root source in Detroit and Chicago of their sound. But I think America found out about house music through a lot of the rave scene in in Europe in yeah. the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Cashmere comes along that second wave and says, oh, no, no, no. We, yeah. We're still yeah. doing some really great stuff here in Chicago. Pay attention to this. Yeah, but what I meant by the Prince comparison is I think he thought more like a songwriter than a DJ. You know, yeah. that his, no, yeah, his, he was, his mixes yeah. stand, even the long ones like Percolator, stand as great tunes, right? right? I think about the song Preacher Man. Man, 
okay, where he is sampling Aretha Franklin's dad, giving this rant against playing house. Don't play house. It's against <laughs> premarital sex, right? right? But he turns it into an anthem about playing house, house music, or the recordings he made with that wonderful singer, Daje. Daje, yeah. You know, the Percolator is really the one. When I address Curtis Jones and his many names in my music and media class, I've never played Percolator, but now the Twerculator has made it an object of interest. My kids have no idea mm -hmm. who Curtis Jones is, but they certainly no twerculator, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to revise my Curtis Jones. I wanted to play this as much to pay tribute to the genius of this uh, pioneering second wave house musician as to ask you the question, because I know you, you knew him and you interviewed him as I've had it from his MySpace page. That's how long ago this was. In the 2000s, he had renounced drug use after a serious overdose on psychedelics and become a born-again Christian, mm -hmm. and we really have not heard from him since. Yeah. In a very long time. Do you know what became of I Curtis Jones? I have not heard from Curtis in a while and have not seen any new music. There could be some stuff we're missing in the underground. See, because... he could have invented six other yeah. identities. Since he was the man of many names, there could be some of the best music being made today on SoundCloud that we don't know is him. Curtis was a very much a self-contained entity. He wasn't big on publicity. He was about creating yeah. all yeah. this great music. And then in terms of being able to promote it, that wasn't something he was super interested in. So yeah. it's quite possible that he's continuing to make stuff that we don't even know about because that's not a main interest of his. Well, whether or not he's doing anything now, I think Percolator, as he says, no. uh, which is not a song about the machine that made your coffee, I think it's immortal. Here it is, Curtis Jones. It's time for the Percolator. Time for the percolator. 20 some odd years later, it's time for the twerculator. Man, the great ideas in music just get recycled and they're better and more exciting each time. You are correct, Jim. That is it for this bonus episode. If you've got thoughts on this episode, start a conversation in our Facebook group or leave a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this program belong solely to Sound Opinions and not necessarily to Columbia College Chicago or our sponsors. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. Sound Opinions was produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo, and our intern, Mary Bernthal. Our social media consultant is Katie Cott.